Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about why it's important to set up guardrails and have no kids allowed areas in your marriage. And this quote from the Dating Divas at thedatingdivas.com sums up why it's, this is so important. And they say, once you are married, your marriage matters more, not less, because now other people are counting on you. It's a big thing to think about, especially as you, as you move into being parents. And you know, once you become parents, your marriage matters more, not less, because now other people are counting on you. And as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show, we do so with a hug, which is just a way to get a sense of what's going on in your lives and how you've been impacted by One Extraordinary Marriage. And this week's hug is brought to you by Minter and Richter Designs, and you can find them at MinterandRichterDesigns.com. And many of you know that towards the end of last year, Tony had shared with me that he wanted a new wedding band. After 19 years, going into our 20th year, he was looking for something a little bit more than the original gold band we got in the mid-1990s. And so I went on a search to find a company that could create the custom band that he wanted. And we found the extraordinary in Minter and Richter Designs. From initial contact through the design process and even just the way their package came at final delivery, everything that this company does is Excellent. They're a husband and wife team and they understand why marriage is important and why what you wear on your finger is truly a reflection of who you are and what your marriage means. So whether you're looking for a wedding set or rings to renew your vows or just a custom ring to say I love you, you will be well taken care of at Minter and Richter Design. So check them out at MinterandRichterDesigns.com and when you're on their site, if you want to see uh, the One Extraordinary Marriage rings, just search One Extraordinary Marriage and you'll see the rings that Tony and I got. Yeah. They're awesome. It's they're simply extraordinary. They and it's are. it's a word that we use a lot. They fill it in every sense of the word. True. This hug said, "My husband and I are virtually empty nesters in our early 50s and married 32 years. Mm. We had a few dis- difficult years, probably around our 10th year of marriage, but by the grace of God, we came through it stronger. But life, jobs, busyness and kids caused us to lose some focus." And she puts in parentheses, no excuse, I know. Now we have purpose to have purposeful communication and spiced up marriage and sex life, and we are loving it. Can I say I never would have in the past considered anything oral at all, and we are exploring this, and it is fireworks. Thanks for your amazing podcast and transparency. Signed, Happy Empty Nesters. Can I just say how awesome it is to hear from a couple that's been married for 32 years and are not only excited to still be married to each other, but they're like in this phase of life where they're actively and openly seeking to spice things up and have better communication. I I just like I read this email and was so excited because I was excited because after 32 years, they're they're trying out oral. 
I, I love it. I, the thing I love about that is that, you know, so many times we get emails and messages from people that say, oh, my spouse will never do this. Never, never, never. Well, I'm sure this is a couple that said never yeah. a few times. And as life has changed and as circumstances have changed, they've allowed themselves the possibilities to think of, let's get a little creative. Let's change things up. Let's spice things up for them, right? That's their definition of spicing things up. And and you know they signed it happy empty nesters and we're so happy that you are enjoying your empty nest years and that you're a part of the one extraordinary marriage family yeah that means a lot to us and you know it's interesting that um this couple you know they talk about being empty nesters so the kids have essentially flown the coop and yet we know a lot of you are on the complete opposite end of that spectrum you're either contemplating having kids or you're in that phase of life known as the baby and the toddler years, marked by lots of sippy cups, diaper bags, strollers, middle of the night feedings, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Mommy, 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 mommy. mommy, mommy. Or some of you have passed that stage and you're in the, we've got to take Johnny to basketball and Susie's got piano. We've got lessons here. We've got lessons there. And mom, I need a ride. And mom, can you take me to the library? And so, you know, you've graduated from diaper bags and sippy cups to mom's taxi and chauffeur services. To hours on the field, mm -hmm. hanging out with your kids, which is awesome. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, you've listened to us long enough. You know, uh, our kids are playing uh, anything from football, lacrosse, basketball, um, Aerial, so we get that. Mm -hmm. And you know what we're hearing, and what we've seen in a, in a number of emails that came through over the last few weeks, is that there are a few instances where this is starting to take over your marriage, where you don't have guardrails, you don't have areas of your marriage where it's a no kids allowed scenario right. and for some of you you know this is like when they're little this may be that the kids are still sleeping between the two of you not just sleeping with you but sleeping in your bed between you mm -hmm. and your marriage is not better because of that sleeping arrangement right it's actively pulling the two of you apart some of you have gotten to the point where everything from what you do on the weekend to the conversations that you have revolves around your kids' activities. You don't ever talk about things, just the two of you. You don't ever go on dates, just the two of you. It, it's always a family type of thing. And, and, you know, what's happened is that your kids have become a buffer zone, right? We don't have to talk about the tough stuff because you know what, the kids are here. Or, or their distraction, like, oh, we've got to go to, we've got to go to this sporting event, we've got to go to this performance, oh, we've got to do this, we've got to do that with the kids. And, and so all of your focus, all of your energy happens to be on those other people that are living in your home. And lastly, I'd like to also bring up sure. one, one other group is the kids that are supposed to have flown the coop, mm -hmm. and yet they're still there. They're in their mid-20s, their 30s, and they're still in your home. And they are also causing friction now between you and your spouse. And so you you guys need to set up some guardrails with the no kids allowed, even at that age. Absolutely. And here's the thing. I mean, Tony and I have two children. We are very much in the middle of parenting and, and all of this kind of stuff. And kids are amazing. I mean, I look at, I actually had a client share with me earlier today just how they recently, they're 
child turned 13 and the dad was sharing how much they're loving this entry into the teenage years. And it's true. I mean, I love, we've got a 13 year old ourselves, and I'm loving as he heads into the teenage years, what that looks like for him. And, and I love everything that goes with it. But here's the thing. When the kids become more important than the marriage, that's when your problems start because your kids need your marriage to be strong. Right. They need to see the example of mom and dad valuing each other and making each other a priority. You're setting the example for your grandchildren, right? And you know the statistics bear this out because you know, I went on a search. I'm like, what happens with with you know strong marriages and how does that impact kids? And you know this is going to be the example they take into their own marriage, right? If they see mom and dad are important, the marriage is important, they're going to take that into their own relationship. And you're also contributing to their security right now, right? The more secure your marriage is, the more secure your kids feel. And it leads into all different kinds of things as far as, you know, kids in strong families are less likely to have sex or less outside, you know, in the teenage years, they're less likely to, you know, get into drugs and all this kind of stuff because they've got a strong family relationship. They've seen that modeled Mm. for them. But when the marriage becomes all about the kids, no matter what age, and we've talked about everything from toddlers to twenties, you're putting an unfair burden on your children. Okay. A, A burden that your kids were never designed to bear, right? Because your kids and ours weren't designed to be a replacement for the marriage relationship. Right. You know, they, they weren't designed to give you what you should be getting or connecting with, with your husband or your wife. And I, I, some of you, this next statement is going to rub you the wrong way, but your children during the child rearing years were not designed to be your best friend. They're kids. They're not your best friend. You know, and, and you can write me all the nasty emails you want. That's fine. Um, your job until they're adults and out of your house is to parent them to create them to be independent mm-hmm. adults. Right. When they're independent adults, then you can cultivate the friendship with them. But that's in a different phase of life. Because really, and we've seen this happen and play out in many marriages over the years, is that a kid or multiple children will become friends with one parent or the other. Mm-hmm. And there becomes animosity. And if things start happening within your marriage that parent tends to feel like, oh, I'm just talking to my friend about what's going on. And you're starting to give them information that no child, be it 13, 14, 15, 18, even into their 20s, needs to bear about you and your spouse. Mm. That's, that's where you need to go outside, you know, get a coach, go to a friend, go to a pastor. So, that's just something to think about. When we've seen that happen and bear out time and time again where the the couple now has a big strife going on, a massive wedge between them because now one child is taking sides when that's not really what you want to be doing. Well, it it's just such an unfair burden to put on the kids to meet your adult emotional needs or attention yeah. need for attention because they're still developing. And in all honesty, you're supposed to be investing in the marital relationship, right? It should be the adults 
and the kids. Mm-hmm. It's not an us versus them type of thing. It's a, we're going to set the example. And, and then the children are going to radiate around the married couple in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right? Because here's what happens. When you don't have those guardrails up, when, when you've allowed kids into every area of your marriage, then the distance between the two of you starts to grow. Right. And now let's go, let's look at some of these, though, some of these mm-hmm. areas where that happens. Toddler years, kids sleeping in your bedroom or in your bed. That, that honestly, if your kid is in your bed right now and they're like three, four, five years old, you need to make some drastic changes. You do. Because I'm sure it's all nice and, and well, and yet if you were to really sit down with your spouse, th- there's some tension going on. Mm-hmm. Like your spouse wants to, either you or your spouse or both of you, want to connect emotionally, want to connect sexually. So there's time, th- there's a time right now where you got to go, okay, Johnny, it- it's time for you to sleep in your own room. Now, don't get me wrong. If your child is sick, not feeling well, they may come in one or two or three nights while they're not feeling well. That happens in our own, on our own household. And yet they still know once they're well, they're going back to their room. They're going back to that room. Now, for those of you who have older kids, you know, elementary age, middle school age, the sports Mm -hmm. become this massive thing. And for a lot of you guys, you're their coach. And so everything is poured into them being, you know, the best baseball player, the best football player, the best basketball player. Start doing the statistics. Look at the statistics. What do the kids, you know, who play as much as they play get to the point where they're going to get a scholarship to the NCAA, to a Division One school, who then make it to the NBA, NFL, NHL? I'm not saying don't go for goals and dreams, but don't lose sight of your marriage mm-hmm. for that. Because the likelihood is slim. And I'm not trying to squash dreams. My son has a big dream to play Division I football. I'm not going to squash his dreams. I'm going to be there for him. And yet he knows, though, that there are still going to be days and there are going to be times when we set guardrails, when Elisa get out on a date, when Elisa and I say, hey, you know what? We're going to drop you off at practice and we're going to go do something. Mm -hmm. You got to go practice. You got to do your thing. Well, and in his case, it's even how many things are we committed to? Our our kids have a one sport at a time rule in our house. And the reason for that is because one, we value family dinners. That is the family part. But we also value the fact that we're not driving to two, three, four different things in a night because this kid's got to be in this place and that place and everywhere else. And and everybody's riding on this high wave of stress Mm -hmm. because- Tony and I being able to communicate and connect, and we've had seasons. Those of you that listened to us in the fall, um, just this past fall, know that football season took its toll on our entire family and our marriage. Mm-hmm. And sure you know, we're already starting to plan what that's going to look like in the fall of 2016 when he plays again. Because ultimately, Tony and I got to be on the same page. And I will tell you, when our kids were little, we did have... Um, Abby actually had, she had really bad tonsils and we didn't know it at the time. And so she was miserable every night. She'd get up, walk into our bed. Every night we had a three-year-old, I think, because she had her tonsils out when she was four. Mm-hmm. And she was just miserable, but she, because she had always had the pain, she didn't know that's what it was. It was just, she would wake up every night and we'd be exhausted. And I will tell you, when there's a little body in your bed, spontaneous sex really doesn't happen very often. Like not at all. Like not at all. 
And the other thing that doesn't happen is that you don't get to have those conversations that just the two of you have when you're not worried about little ears listening, right? When Tony and I go to bed at night, we do go to bed together. That's a choice that we made, right? That's a choice that we made for our marriage that we would go to bed together. We might fall asleep at different times, but we go to bed together. And if there's things that we need to talk about, that's our sanctuary. No ears. I mean, we even turn on our ecotones. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, Ecotones is fabulous because it gets louder when you do. So whether you're having sex or having a conversation, it's a great background noise. But that's where we go to connect. And if there was a child in our bed, we couldn't have those conversations. We wouldn't. You know, I'd probably curl up like I did years ago with the little one in the middle. And then, you know, Tony would be on the other side by himself. And that's what happens when the little ones are sleeping with you. Often it's mommy cuddling with the child, not always, but I'm just saying often, and this was definitely in my case, mommy cuddling with the child, daddy fending for himself on the other side of it. Right. And then what what happens is one spouse starts feeling neglected. They feel left out. They feel unwanted. And they seek that somewhere else. And so in your marriage... You need to think about that. Mm -hmm. You really do. And we're not trying to be gloom and doom, but we want you to realize that there has to be a place. There has to be times in your marriage where kids are not allowed. Doesn't mean we don't love them. Doesn't mean we don't protect them. Doesn't mean we don't shelter them and help them achieve what they're going to do and want to do. But we as a couple need to go, this is our space. Mm-hmm. This is our time. This is, this is where we are going to connect again. And we're going to model what that strong marriage is going to look like for that next generation. Because we have that responsibility. Not saying we do it all right. Not going to say that. Heck, we mess up many a times. You know, we'll do stuff that's just like, oh my gosh, can't believe we said that, did that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we're perfect. It just means that we're still going to model what needs to happen so that the marital relationship continues to thrive and grow. Absolutely. Cause it's one of those things where it's up to us. Okay. It's up to you. It's up to me to model what marriage looks like for our kids. And so it's gotta be, it starts with you taking action this week. And the very first thing that you have to do is you have to think and really, really Give this some truthful reflection. Have you been using your kids as a buffer or a distraction because you aren't happy with what's going on in your marriage? And I'm just gonna say it again, you have to be truthful, you know, because the best thing that you can do for your marriage is to acknowledge what you are doing. So if you're the one that invites the kids into bed, own that. If you're the one that's spending so much time with your kids on the field that you're not doing dates with your spouse, own it. If you're the one that has invited the college age or 20-somethings back into the home with no guardrails around their time, their your space, and all that kind of stuff, own it. And the 20-somethings are really tough, especially if your children have left and now they come back into the house. That, can, that, that changes the dynamic a ton because now you've had this freedom. You've been able to, to lounge around. Heck, you may have been able to just walk around the house naked freely doing whatever you guys wanted to do during your sexual intimacy. There's, there's, you know, loud screams of joy or what have you. 
You're and, just like happy empty nesters. Right, happy <laughs> empty nesters, but and and then now they're, they're back in. And so you're going to have to set some guardrails. They they may think, "Oh, well, I'm I'm 20 something, so I'll come and go as I please and this and that." And you may have to go, "Hey, Johnny, you, you know, this is still our house. And if you choose to live here, there are some guidelines, there are some guardrails, there are some some practices that you need to follow. And if you don't like them, then by all means, go rent yourself an apartment. Or a room. Or a room. Whatever you need to do, by all means, go do it. Those are tough. Those are tough. Believe me, those are tough conversations to have. We've been on the receiving end of that when we moved in as 20-somethings. We did. To Tony's parents' house. Yeah. We, we were those kids who, who moved in. You know, afterwards, we, we rebounded back and, and believe you, me, man, my parents were like, um, get yourself, get yourself up and moving, get something going and, and get out of our house, find the front <laughs> door, find the front door and get rolling. Lovingly. Yeah. They did not make it in a good way. They did not make it comfortable Mm-mm. for us to stay. Right. And that was probably the most loving thing that they could have done. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other part of that, you know, when you're being truthful is don't look at your spouse and what they've done, look in yourself in the mirror and say, what have I done to contribute to this situation? Right? Because you're always going to be able to see, well, if my, if my wife didn't do this, if my husband didn't do that, then we'd be different. Well, okay, start with you. Start with you. The second thing is that you need to evaluate the season of life that you're in right now and where your marriage is at. So are you at that baby phase mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe this is your first child and everything's new and you're still trying to figure it out? Okay, now's the time. Now's the time to move the little one out of your room and and cultivate that marriage. Because here's the thing we hear from so many of you with little kids, kids take priority. Marriage goes on the back seat two, three years down the road. You're wondering what happened to your marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, make the marriage a priority. And and we, and we understand you're up for multiple feedings, diaper changes. That's a season. We totally understand. We've been there. We, we got it, but be understanding of, Hey, we're going to get, our, our child to be sleeping in their own room. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to understand and how you go about that. That's up to you guys. That's, that's up to you as parents on what you're going to do, you know, with that. So you have to have those tough conversations together because maybe you haven't had that conversation. You know, do we let little one cry it out? Do we sit there and wait till they fall asleep? Those are conversations you guys have to have. And those are conversations Elise and I had to have when our kids were were going through those phases. We'll talk about the crying out another time, but I'm having flashbacks. Because the other part of that is you have to evaluate what your kids' actual needs are versus how you're using them not to invest in your marriage. Because your kids' needs versus your avoidance may not necessarily match up. And that's another one of those coming come into Jesus moments where you like take a long, hard look at yourself and say, am I using my kids needs as an excuse not to invest in my relationship? No. If you have a kid with special needs, that that's a different, you're in a different place. And so you need to evaluate how you're still able to stay intimate with your spouse. Well, and that's at any age and right. in any circumstance. I mean, if your kids have legitimate needs, then that's, that's where you're at. Mm-hmm. But if you're just using those needs, whatever they are, diaper changes to, you know, calling you at midnight to come pick them up from a party, whatever that is, you got to evaluate actual need versus avoidance mm-hmm. of the relationship. And then you've got to look at how, how are you going to put your marriage first, right? Are you going to make a plan this week to move your kids out of the marriage bed? Do you need to plan more dates without the kids? And we actually heard, um, 
Pastor John Heinrichs, he had this great explanation for the difference between a date and a family outing. If you take your kids with you, that is called a family outing. When you don't have your kids, that's called a date. So it's really important that you know the difference between a family outing and a date. And I, you know, thank you, Pastor John, for explaining that to to the entire congregation, because I think it just is awesome. And then you need to figure out, what do you talk about besides your kids? Mm -hmm. Like, you guys have got to have interests outside of work and your kids, right? So is that, you know, books that you're reading? Is it hobbies that you like to do? Is it where you want to go on vacation? Start cultivating a list of something else to talk about besides your children. Yeah, and I know a lot of you love board games. It's something that you guys get into. You guys love them. You bring them out. You know, it's it's role-playing board games, whatever they may be. I mean, that is a fantastic way to allow yourselves to do something else. I mean, is it gardening? I mean, do you guys love like your indoor, your indoor flowers or what have you? I mean, what is it that really, you know, allows you guys to move beyond the kids, because they're going to be around, and, and yes, you're going to talk about them a lot, and yet you got to have stuff that you guys love to do. And in in the season we're in right now, and we've shared this before on the on the show, is we love our walk and talks. For us, that's it. I mean, it's just that movement together, that time together. And you know what? Sometimes we're just we're just walking. You know, there's not a lot of words being spoken. It's just that time together. Sometimes we're holding hands. A lot of times we're just moving and out in the fresh air, you know, and that's, and we can be, sometimes Lisa and I can just be simpletons. I mean, we don't need to do stuff extravagantly. We don't have to, you know, oh my gosh, we need to go in depth on this. We just want to go and just hang out, just be together and not really worry about what's happening at home or what's happening with the businesses or what's happening with, you know, in-laws and parents and, and this, that, and the other. So think about that. Find those fun things that you enjoy doing. And sometimes it, you know, you guys got to bust out and try new stuff, you know, for us still to this day, we love our musicals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of you have been listening to today's show and you're just kind of thinking, you know what, this is a struggle that we have. This is something that we've wrestled with because in all honesty, your kids did not say I do. Like, let me be very honest. Even if you're a blended family, even if the kids were at the wedding and things like that, ultimately the vows were exchanged between the two adults, right? Right. That's where the marriage is between the two of you. And you know, if this is an area where you're like, yeah, we need more help, then I'm going to encourage you to check out Rescue My Marriage today because this is the program that Tony and I have just launched. We're only accepting 50 couples into the program, but we've dedicated an entire module to dealing with the kids and everyone else that's involved in your marriage, even though they didn't make your wedding vows. So if you're thinking, you know what, I better check that out because we might need a little extra help getting out of this, then you want to go to rescuemymarriagetoday.com and we're going to have a link to it in the show. This is just one area of your marriage that you need to get firing on all cylinders. And it's an area that's easy to let go by the wayside because let's face it, when they're born, they're so stinking cute and they're so needy that sometimes we forget that they're not as needy the older they get and that ultimately our spouse always needs us because if we do our jobs really well with our kids and even if we just do them 
somewhat well, those children will grow up, become adults, and leave our homes. And at the end of the day, I hope that you, just like Tony and I, want to be like the hug that we read at the beginning of the show from the happy empty nesters that are, after 32 years of marriage, continuing to discover, explore, and grow their relationship. They're trying oral sex. They're trying oral sex. 32 years, guys. Come on. Come on. You know, that's, that's what we want for your marriages. But in order for that to happen, you need to have guardrails and you need to have no kids allowed areas so that the two of you in that 32 years know who the other person is so that when the kids go, when they're doing their own thing, you can look at the person across the table or next to you in bed and say, you know what? I not only love you, I still really like you. But you got to have, you got to protect those areas. You got to have that protection in your marriage where the kids are not allowed so that the two of you can foster that marriage and the relationship. Yep. At least I took it from me. I was going to say that exact same thing. You know, ESP folks. Just ESP. kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. It, it's just, it, you know, continue to be growing your marriage now because you're not going to be able to look back 18 years. And, and go, oh my goodness, our marriage is just sparkling. It's just, it's grown. It, there's going to be distance. And we don't want that from you. We want you to go, we want you to have your kids. We want you to enjoy that time together. We want you to be able to come up to that point where they're leaving the house or doing their thing. And you guys are going, we're together. And we're happy to be where we're at. And we're excited about where our kids are going to go. And that's because we made a decision years ago to not allow the kids into every single aspect of our lives. So good. So go out there this week, you guys. Determine, you know, have you been using those kids as a buffer? Evaluate the season of life you're in right now. You know, where are you? And what are your needs? And what are their needs? And how are you putting your marriage first right now? And just like Elisa said, if you're ready to take action, like you're ready, we got Rescue My Marriage today. And that's for you guys. And only 50, 50 couples are going to be allowed in this pilot program. So check it out at rescuemymarriagetoday.com and get in there. So we can talk about just all of this and much, much more. Go learn about it. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week. We want to hear from you. Come back to the show notes. Share with us how you put up guardrails. What are you going to do to put up guardrails so that your marriage is a marriage that's going to grow and people are going to look at your kids are going to look back on it and go, the reason I am where I am right now, the reason I have the relationship I have is because of those two who made a decision many years ago to not put me first, but put their marriage first. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.